0: listener, this is the creative brother. <laughs> oh boy, it's an early Saturday morning, you know, that time frame in which I told you I thrive in. And it's been a very uh, interesting week. <clears throat> Excuse me. I want to talk about something from the perspective. This is a my, one of my millionaire series Blue Collar Millionaire series. And it's geared towards those that want to move and do something like this. I'm gonna twist it around and tell you how I would do it because this is something I would do. And I'm thinking about doing it anyway. I don't don't know how I can. I don't know, I don't have the time. Oh my God. I just need partners on this kind of stuff. I I don't know what I'm gonna do here. But I decided to give this one away. This is a giveaway. With some think tanky stuff in there. Here it is. Here's the thesis and the title. Baby boomer home and personal services can make you a blue collar millionaire. <laughs> Subtitle. Service the retirees and people with limited mo- uh, mo- mobility. Uh, and make a, make a great living. The subtitle is, well, Baby Boomer Concierge Services, That's what it is. Baby Boomer Senior Concierge Services, providing them and receiving them. Okay, there it is. (laughs) Oh, boy. First things first, I'm not a baby boomer. I'm a 13er. Now, you're going, "What? what the heck is a 13er? It's the period of time those born between 61 and 81. We call that the Latchkey community, the the, the Sesame Street uh, (laughs) community. We came home from school. We we looked at Sesame Street, or the ABC after school special, where they taught you civics and good manners and how to get along with one another, you know, Big Bird and all that, Count Dracula and all that stuff. Uh, and then civics. You know they had these cartoons. You know about what a bill is, and had songs, and you could you learn civics. That's why I'm so judgy on that, on that, on people in that community. 61-81. You know what? You, you're acting up. You're a politician now. And you you would you were raised on that stuff, unless you were in a barn somewhere, and you're acting up, and you act like you don't know stuff. You do. You watch Rump-A-Rum and Sesame Street and ABC after school specials. You know better. That was good stuff. <laughs> it was good stuff. Very, they hid it from you, what they were teaching you. You know, be civil. Be civil and here are how we, here are civics. This is what we should be expecting from one another. Right? Oh, what's going on? <clears throat> anyway, so I was born in that period The first year of it was 61. My mother's a baby boomer. And remember, I told you, I have a young mother. She's in the first year of baby boomers, 45. I, uh, well, 61 didn't make it. So at the end of the day, most of my friends I grew up with were baby boomers because they were a little older. And then those my age and beneath me were 13ers, right? Everybody went home and looked at Big Bird and all that. (laughs) And ABC after school specials. Look that up. Look up ABC after school specials, Younger People, and let your kids look at those cartoons. I have a bill, I'm on Capitol Hill. And these are the folks from the the USA. Now, don't let your kids look at it if you're in Norway. Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. That's a different deal. (laughs) No. Y'all do better over there. I mean, you do better. You have uh, full-fledged socialism. We have 90% socialism, but they don't admit to it. (laughs) Oh, we don't have socialism. Yeah, you do. Yes, you do. Social Security card. That's socialism, honey. Oh, got my first honey in. So today, <clears throat> let's talk about baby boomer concierge services, servicing the retirees and 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 others. Okay. To me, it's a new cottage industry. I went and looked at this and to see, I turned over the cow patty to see if it's something or something already. It kinda is, it's not out there big time, but it's out there for the people who are movers, the mover types. And what it is, is it's someone, you know, in different communities, you know? COVID-19, point something million retiree types, um, boomers. And of course they don't, I mean, if you look at 13ers, that's a title, that's a category that was created in the 90s. Not everybody's familiar with that. But it is, it's better. It separates me from my mother. We don't think the same way. I don't have baby boomer perspective. I don't give a crap about a Harley. I could give crap about a Harley. But I'm gonna be honest with you, I'm a Yamaha guy. More torque. You gotta hold on like you mean it. With a Harley, oh, I mean, you know, bad back and all the leaks and it just sounds good. That's the only thing about a Harley worth worth anything. It sounds cool. But other than that, you them. <laughs> That's baby boomer stuff. <laughs> so when I started looking around, at it, I said, you know, 7.7 million seniors left the workforce. Now, what is being said on the surface is, oh, they left retired because they just didn't want to be, nope, in that 7.7 million were a ton of people who lost their jobs, right? COVID, Trump. All that nonsense, the recession, and they just decided, you know what? I'm not going back, or not right now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not dealing with this nonsense, and because uh, it is nonsense, it is. Working the the working world has changed. It's much less about the workers and more about the, the entrepreneurs. Um, anyway, and it's just toxic, very toxic. And it needs um, this. Right now, who knows where that's going to go? So, seven point something million seniors left the workforce, which created a huge opportunities for everyone else. Everyone else. Now, there's a big market for servicing these retirees, because ultimately, um, people don't want to get out and do their yards or can people don't know how to do stuff inside the house, home maintenance services. So home maintenance services, and then you have the baby boomer stuff about health, health and home maintenance services, and all lifestyle services. I mean, everything around that, and concierge services are everywhere, specialties. I Someone uh, told me about a show on, um, uh, I guess it's Discovery Plus. I have streaming. I've got four thousand channels, man. I'm missing out on all kinds of stuff because I got—I have too much. If you have too much, you miss out, just like you do when you have too little, because you don't—you you don't know where to go to see stuff because you got too much. Four thousand channels. Oh my God, it's too much. Anyway, so I went and looked at it on BTV, and it's just like all these people in Southern California servicing the twenty people who buy supercars. It's supercar concierge service. <laughs> how many how many people who can afford a supercar there's more than you think but still so the 20 people out there that can afford them are 50 people You have these people who are selling to them and they're competing for all the same business and it's just their life what they have to do to go through it right and they're making fantastic incomes doing that this is the same thing it's different industry what it really is though to me for me, as a guy that organizes, that's my career. You know, I organize projects, programs, portfolios, businesses. Been doing it since I was a child. It's who I am. I'm that person that put together the boxing matches. You know, we had boxing tournaments growing up. I'm the one that put, The promoter. I'm that dude. And I was a DJ and all of that. Not the talky one. Mm-mm. I, I didn't want to come to a party and listen to you spend records just spend the darn records do a good job with that don't and shut up but (laughs) but i've always done this organized stuff for the for the greater good and some pocket change right and this is it now it needs to get done here's what i would do point number one you got virtual and in-person services right you do so because of Covid-19, it kicked off this seven-point-something million uh, population of people. You know, point number—it's uh, it, the kind of industry. Um, and the people who left can service the people who left. <laughs> That's what I'm—I got written down. Those that left can service the others who left too. Just the people who have more energy, who don't. I mean, come on, let's face it. Retiring takes money, it does. I don't know how many of those seven point whatever million people prepared for it, you know? I mean, it's a vacation. These days, retirement means going from one thing to the other thing, like maybe your main thing. My mom retired, my mother retired at 56 from an oil company. When BP came in and bought Amoco Chemical, she was in the lab. They gave her a huge package, she already had done a lot of saving, all of her saving, and together she decided to go full-time retirement. I didn't like it, I thought she was gonna run out of money, and then we were gonna have to, you know, you know, supplement that and all of that, right? 20 years in, she's 76 now, right? And uh, slowed down and now medical stuff. So with three kids um, in the metro area where she is, we are her concierge. She just had an event the other day, had a panic attack, she, she has panic attacks. My brother, my middle brother was there for her for that. I got a text saying, oh, mom's got a panic attack. I'm here with her at the hospital. And uh, we don't, we, we, there's nothing wrong with her. And we were like, oh, here we go again. So she needs to address her panic attacks and get underneath that. And it's because she has three kids in the metro area. Somebody's always there for her concierge wise. But a ton of people don't have that. They don't have that. They may have kids that don't, you know, don't, for whatever reason, they don't have a relationship that's in place to have those types of things, or they don't have kids, or they're far away, and they're idiots, they're not very smart. Y'all know how I am about smart. I know a ton of intelligent folks that are not very smart. I know, I, I love the smart. In my industry that I sell into, well, one of them, the main one, a lot of smart people that wouldn't call themselves intelligent. But they are, but they're mainly smart. They're using what what the, uh, the good Lord gave them. I guess let's put it like that, what the universe gave them. And they're smart and doing well with that. So I just think the people who are in there can service the people who are in there. That's who I would build the business with. And it would be um, people who just retired and they don't want to sit around or they need to make more money. They retired from one thing, and they need to go on to the other. And of course, it wouldn't, you know, I know people who were at higher stations in life, so to speak, professionally. And once they retired, and they're young, they're like barely, I mean, barely 62 or something, right? Took their Social Security check too young, way too young. This is Americans. Got that Social Security check at, as soon as they could get it, which is the the smallest check you're gonna get, right? Now you gotta supplement your income and what it's telling everyone in your circle is that you didn't do a good job of preparing for your retirement. Uh, Someone that I saw for the first time in years, when I saw him for the first time, he was in Home Depot selling solar panels. I'm like, what the? I mean, I just lit him up like, what 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 are you doing here? First it was, oh, good to see you. Gave him a hug and like, what the? And (sighs) because of who I uh, am, how I'm built, let me put it like that. Because of how I'm built, I started chirping about all the different things I could help him do to make the kind of money that I thought he should be making with the skill sets that I know he has. He's an engineer, electrical. He didn't want to do it. It also told me about, it gave me more insight to him as a person, which I didn't have. And I hadn't seen him in a minute either. So he didn't want to work his brain anymore at that level. He wanted to power, he wanted to literally power down. That's my point here. He might be listening, going, what the? What, what, why is he talking why, why is he using me as an example well you know hey man now you know i was caught off guard when i came in and walked in and saw you selling uh, uh, solar panels it caught me off guard and i thought with all his accomplishments what the i'm still you can tell i'm still bothered by that and furthermore because i have learned over my over, over my lifetime to quickly accept reality. Quickly. Pour water on yourself. Splash water on yourself. You just deal with what you're seeing. I just launched into my mode, which is bad, of how about this and this and then? I know some people this and this and that. And they need this, this and that. You can get that money. You don't want to do that. And I didn't ask first. It was my fault. For that I apologize, brother. But getting that's on my point here. People want to power down, so I, I might end up with a bunch of electrical engineers and stuff wanting to help another 62-year-old, 63, 64-year-old, and just be. You know, there are other things you can do. Like there's um, what's the name of that? Dispatch it, dispatch it, all one word. I, you know, it. Dispatchit.com, where you can go drive. Go. Uh, it's owned by Uber, not Uber. Lyft, L-Y-F-T where you can drive, uh, instead of going picking up humans and dealing with that nonsense, you can go pick up stuff. Like I use them to go, well, they, I, I've used them to actually, for my business, but I found them for personal. I had, I went and got some, uh, ordered a bunch of stuff from at the nursery and I had a guy with a van go pick it up for $23 and bring all that stuff to me. I mean, a bunch of stuff for my landscaping last year. That's how I found them. And then I've used them in my company for, uh, for, for freight pickup. Yeah, flatbeds. During the storm in New York, in New Jersey, when um, the big trucks couldn't get in, couldn't get on the roads because of ice, and you saw them on the roads, on the side of the roads, right? I had a customer or two that was like, I want my stuff. And I said, well, go get it. It's just down the road, four miles. Uh, well, <laughs> I don't know if I want it that bad. And I said, well, you want to use this dispatch service? Here it is. You know, call them, up, or go, go log, sign up, log in, and see if you can get them to go pick up your 800-pound pallet. No, I'm sorry. One of them was 150, 160 pounds. Barely free, right? Just barely. They picked it up, brought them over to them on a smaller trailer that morning for $140 or something. I mean, it was nothing. And he went from, you know, extremely PO'd to happy. I did that two or three times this past winter. And uh, so, yeah, you could do that. But if you don't want to do that, then, or don't have a van or whatever, a vehicle, I'm thinking that I would set up this. And then what it would be would be people serving. I would, you would have your own business. I would pay you for your time. Now, honestly I would prefer that you do it yourself you set up your own business and you just listen to me and do it for yourself and take all the money because I mean if I set it up you're not gonna get all the money right I gotta get a little change so for doing it so if you want all the money you would need to do this yourself which means you would do it at a smaller level because you don't know how to do it like I do, right? I'd have 300 people out here doing that and wouldn't even break a sweat because I've been doing this for a long time. I know how to set it up to where I barely break a sweat, but other people would be all over the map. They had their kids involved and grandma and everybody else and still be janky and raggedy and they wouldn't they be screwing it up. So here, here would be your clients, here, here's your clients, okay? Retired people with limited mobility just for, and then number one would be just retired people who need service. Semi well off and lazy. <laughs> a ton of them. Two homes, one here, one in the country or one closer to their favorite, one closer to the needy kid. Right now, this is funny. A lot of people are listening going, yeah, that's my mom. She got, brought a town home closer to Jeffrey, my brother, the favorite one. I'll bet you if I came into your world, (laughs) listener, and met Jeffrey, I'll bet you you're Jan and he's Marcia. Now, okay, if you know the Brady Bunch, Jan, the middle sister, she hated her older sister Marcia. Marcia was popular, so she had this thing: Marcia, Marcia, Marcia. Why is it always about Marcia? And they try to break it down to her. Here's what I would have told Jan. Jan, Marsha's slow. You're really smart. She needs more help from us. You're you you can handle stuff, but you you need you needy in a different way than Marsha. <laughs> she needs my, more of us. And we come to your sports events and sit in the stands and cheer for you. That's not enough, honey. Got another honey in. So I just y'all just wanted to take Jan and shake her and go. We, Marsha is not, she needs more attention than you do. You're not being, you're being selfish. <laughs> so yeah, the travelers, uh, people who just, you know, they travel and they need their house stuff done while they're gone or they have businesses, and they need a little, little tended to property stuff. You know, they need somebody trusted to take care of some stuff for them, right? Uh, sick and not well off and the sick and not well types you know my neighborhood is a walking neighborhood we literally spent I don't know a million or something or more to put walking lanes and bike lanes in so you don't get run over um and people walking in the morning when I'm going out do you know going to the whatever I'm doing there's a lot of folks walking I see a lot of people with uh I literally bought walking sticks and I give them to my neighbors because i we have a lot of uh, immigrants and they're walking on you know, a walking trail with Broom handles. I'm like, what? Well, no, you look like you want to hit somebody, or there's some stray dogs you were scared of. So I buy these twenty-dollar walking sticks from Target store. You get two of them, and I give them. I give one to the guy. I'll stop and go, here, here's a uh, Christmas, and I'll give the guy the the nice walking stick that's worth ten bucks, and I'll tell him, give me, the, give me the broom handle, <laughs> give me the broom handle, and I'll introduce myself to him and give him the nice walking stick. They'll look at it and go, huh. Okay, yeah, we can trade. First, they're kind of upset, like, who is this mofo judging me? Which I find really weird that adults act like kids. First thing an adult does is they act like a child. You hurting my feelings. Oh, okay. You give me a piece of candy? Oh, this, oh my God. I notice it every day. So people are walking, they have a little hitch and stuff, and I'm, I'm outside doing my yard. I'm I'm redoing my fences now. You know, um, yeah, myself. I yeah, all my properties and stuff. I do my own fences. My cousin is—he died about five, four or five years ago uh, from the flu. He sure did. And he used to always help me. He was a great uh, carpenter and just a machinist and uh, just smart and could draw anything. He would always we would always do it together and have fun. And anyway, so now it's just me. But I do it, and I'm getting ready to do something today. So, But I'm outside, I know all my neighbors. But the the other day, what kicked off this for me was that I'm one house uh, down from a little park, a little kid's park. At the end of a street, we were in a circle. And uh, I don't know why it never happened, but I always thought somebody was going to, some kid, some teenager was going to be looking down at his phone or her phone and just driving to the park, forget to stop, and just driving to the park, and run a child over, right? <laughs> and I've been telling the, the uh, homeowner association, put some stuff up so they can't just run over a child because they're reading the phone. Well, it happened the other day. But, lo, uh, 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 lo and behold, um, two older people were leaving and he ran straight into them going full speed instead of stomping and turned the van over Oh, the SUV. And I I'm, and I heard it because I've worked, I, I run my company from my home office and it's right in front of the house. I heard a kaboom. And I said, uh, well, it finally happened. I knew what it was. So I walked out. I'm emergency, emergency and that da- uh, disaster recovery trained. Emergency preparedness and disaster recovery trained. Many, many years. I still work with the Red Cross and stuff. I'm, I'm there for them if they need me. So I just walked out and said, okay, let me go out here and see if I can help. And uh, I had to help. <laughs> and so, but, And they were older, she, he was 80. He got stuck in there and got turned over and he started smoking. And I had to scream at people to shut up and get the man out with the dogs. And they were yapping about how to do stuff. And I had to get everybody mad at me and listening and scream at them and get them you know, like a dog, y- yanked their chains. Then I got them listening, then I got them, to, you do this, you do that, and you go over here and you go over there, and they did it. Then uh, 75 cops and fire trucks, and they all showed up, and then Sugar Land, and even the dog people, the animal folks showed up and started asking them, well, did you do this with the dog, did you touch him? I thought, we thought that was funny because he was cool, but we'd never seen that before with the animal control folks show up. <laughs> <laughs> Is he whimpering? Is he okay? And I went and got some treats and and uh, sat with the dogs and calmed them down. But the the wife came over to me and she thanked me later and she thanked me for organizing everything and keeping everybody calm. And I thought, well, they hate me because I screamed at them to get them to get them to a calm place. And I thought, you know, you're good at this stuff. And Um, I even talked to the the gentleman and told him, get in the ambulance. You feel good today, buddy, but this happened to me at 20, and tomorrow you're gonna feel like crap. All your organs got shook up. I told the young man and his brother who ran into him, their dad showed up. I said, tomorrow and the day after that, the day after that's gonna be really bad for y'all. You're gonna feel like you, you ran over, you got run over by a truck. You did the trucking, you ran them over, you're gonna hurt. It's gonna hurt dad. Dad was kind of a, they were African and dad was kind of a, not a listener. You know, one of, you know, I had to get him straight, look him in the face and get him straight. I don't know what his deal was, but his sons just ran somebody over, full speed. And he looking like, he, I mean, he was a quiet guy, but I had to get him straight. Dude, look, Then get him straight. Then he started being helpful. Otherwise, he thought he needed to be protective, which sucked, right? Because your kids are fine, right? Get straight, man. So the point was with this was that she made me think about the services we're talking about because um, there are a lot of things that were going on with him. They had walked on, we live next to the river, and they had walked on the, the trails. They didn't even live in our neighborhood. That's cool. We have that. It's set up for that. But I had to do some stuff for her. Get her friends over, to get the dogs, and then I was like, I'm concierring. I'm conciering here. So I've concierred all week. Plus my business, the way I run my company, I'm a concierge. I'm providing services. I don't inventory my products. I'm providing services, literally. I'm a services provider, okay? So I just decided I needed to give this away to you guys and ladies. So, let's get back to the list. The live loans and the shut-in types, that's a big one. Huge. They need to have someone to call and do some concierge for them. Is that a word? Concierge? <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds cool. Sounds cool. The younger than retired but need those services for whatever reason types. Um, I think about my mother, what if she didn't have us? I know she has a lot of people in her world, she's a part-time poll worker and I met some of those folks and I meet them when I go vote and they just, they're not, you know, they they just, you know, slowing down, they need an able-bodied person. I also think that it needs to be someone older doing it You're working closer with them. But the service providers can be anyone, right? So. Setting it up, I mean, for me, it would be easy. Google My Business, which is turning into Google Searching Maps now. I set it up on Google My Business so everybody could find me through searching, you know. And what I would do is I would just set up a a, a, basically a balloon where I would work with, I would go out and grab service providers and let them know what I'm doing and let them know that I'm going to be referring folks to you. It's gonna be a bunch of them. And, you know, I need you to, you know, just talk about how I'm setting things up as a concierge service. Talk to them to see if we can have an alignment on the referrals, how everything would be transferred over, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Set it up. Get them to be in my network and not get them to change how they do business. But if they don't do business in a way that is um, what we believe would work for us, then we're not gonna be able to do business. Maybe they'll change their minds. I don't like to tell people what to do. Um, You know what I mean? Uh, Because if they don't naturally wanna do it, they ain't gonna do it very well for you. They're just not. Um, So you talk to people, tell them what you want. You're you're nice to them. I had a guy tell me yesterday, he had called me earlier in the week to buy some an, a, a, an electric motor package for a blower which goes on is pneumatics. is used to transfer I forgot, they were transferring some dry bulk product from a truck to a silo. I sell these different, different brands and they're not usually on the ground, you have to build them. It's like two to three weeks maybe at the fastest. Right now with procurement and logistics the way it is, it's anyway so he's like, I want, to, I, I need one on the ground, you know. I just want one. He's a young guy, not a lot of experience. He thinks he has experience because he's been doing it two, three, four, five, you know, two, three, four, five years, right? That's not a lot of experience. You, 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 yeah. Okay. You get to, you get up to ten, seven to ten. Now we're talking about you've been through some bumps and bruises. He's getting ready to enter the bumps and bruises period that will give him experience. He just entered one yesterday, so he calls me in the mall. He called me a couple of days ago, yeah, but I need one on the ground, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, let me work through my, my partner network and see if I can find one on the ground. Probably not, but maybe you'll get lucky. And I said, maybe one of my partners who, they, they rebuild stuff and put stuff together. Everything, you know, the accessories are new with the main shebang might be rebuilt. You take that be less money. Get done faster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I work my network. I always forget some of the folks that I, that I'm partnered with because I don't know, we don't work together every day, but they're extremely resourceful. So I finally got with Jay. Jay was like, yeah, I can do that. Blah, blah, blah. I got this. I got that. But the guy called me in the middle of that, right? He calls back a couple of days later yesterday after I talked to Jay and I'm waiting on Jay's numbers. I still don't have them. It's Saturday morning. Yeah, you know, and he, I don't know if he forgot. Well, he called and reminded me. I'm like, yeah, you know, we had not forgotten about you. He was like, well, yeah, you know, I, knew, I really need to have that. And I got my money ready to go. I'm going to, you know, I really want to give you the money. And I'm thinking, uh-oh, he ain't going to pull that one on me, right? I'm 60. I've heard that 900 times, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, you know, I really want to give y'all the money. But, you know, I got other sources. And I'm thinking, no, you don't. No, you don't. Because you want it and you need it. If you could have found it already, you'd have already done it. You, I'm not your cousin. Why are you worried about me? So I didn't say that. I just let him say it, right? Young man. So I told him, well, okay, let's see if we can get that done for you a little faster. Let's, let's get that figured out. So I left him. I, I left him thinking he was in charge. <laughs> it doesn't mean you're going to get it, buddy, because you talk tough. You talk kind of tough. I was like, you know what? I'm what, you know? i like to have your money, Uh, but you know, you got to learn how to talk to people, (laughs) basically. Some people would have been offended. Like, yeah, whatever. Depends on how fat and happy you are in life. You fat and happy? Eh, I don't need that. Now you're skinny and hungry? Oh yeah, you take it. Me? I don't have feelings, so he didn't hurt any of them. We'll see if we can help him. But uh, you got to learn how to talk to people. Um, So at the end of the day, I would just set it up simply, and I would have service providers, and then I would, from that point, I would start concentrically in my circle and work it out with people I know, let people know that I'm doing it, and work it out and get the referral network going. It's all all referrals. And then from there, grow it concentrically. It's, It's money you can't depend on. But I'd also recruit people, and when I say recruit, outreach, not recruitment, outreach. Recruitment's terrible. I've been recruited in pro- professionally. If you've never been recruited professionally, it's beautiful if it's the right people. I've been recruited uh, and I've accepted some of those recruitments. And uh, later on you tell them, hey, look, ho- hold on now, hold on, honey. Y'all call me up and stuff, right? And told me this is what I was gonna be doing. And this and that and that and that and that and that. Now I'm here to do it. I'm here to do that. Unless you wanna be a liar. Then they all oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. So that's why I don't recruit. <laughs> I don't recruit. No. We're not having that. We're not gonna have a creative brother come telling me, yeah, you came to me. Now, I'm gonna do what you said or you you hired me to do. I'm doing that. Unless you're breaking the contract, make it legal. No, we're not recruiting. No, mm-mm. I want to reserve the right to change the scope of work on you. <laughs> so, we're not doing that. I do outreach. And then you come to me because it's good. You want a little taste. See how it's different? No recruiting. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. The people that come to you are better because they are motivated. They're better. Out the block, out the gate. They are motivated. If you go out and recruit, you might pick wrong. And that's why I don't do it, because I can't say I have the best picker in the world when it comes to whatever. So I'm not going to I'm not gonna uh, test my picker. But I'm good at outreach and putting people in the know, and then they can make up their own minds from there. Recruitment is good at the highest of levels. But even then, mm-mm, mm-mm, nope. Mm-mm. outreach touch them and talk to them about what you're doing then they'll go you know I think I like that to... you're hiring I get that a lot <laughs> I get that a lot you're hiring? Yep, yeah. mhm, business so I would set it up to where I would recruit, I would have outreach for people and especially in the medical professions with the lower paid people who already sit next to people and make uh, poverty money, the LVNs. I would set up. I would. I had a dream last night that I took a group of LVNs and others in the in the medical profession and who make hardly any money, and I retaught them how to think about: don't work for others. Get ten people underneath your umbrella. That you are servicing as a concierge medical services concierge and you because you know your business oh you should you set this up you hire your friends you pay them a good hourly rate right and charge people a fair price but not cheap some of the people I looked at online that are doing this concierge senior concierge services They're only making 19, 20 bucks an hour, but uh, this one lady, she's doing this herself, right? Elder Concierge Services, she charges 25 to 40 bucks an hour. Uh, Like driving people to the doctor's appointments, going and sitting with people for a few hours, and you know, company, providing company. I tried to get my mother to do this. This is already something I've tried to do. (laughs) This is not, this is not uh, new to me. I tried to get my mom to do it, Um, A few years ago when she was still in great health and just anxious right and she just she's not a business person she just and that's most people they just they stutter and stammer with their feet and with their movement on getting into these things so here's what I say if that's you and you know that well, do it for somebody else who's doing it. They, you know, work with them. Work with, you know, they've set it up. Just look for senior concierge services or whatever, you know, uh, you know home health care. I mean, not, it's not all home health care. That's what I, I don't want you to think it is health. It's concierge, right? And you can do it in your community. You know, or let people know that you do it. Even your friends, charge your friends, yes. Yes! And use Zelle, Z-E-L-L-E, Zelle Payments. Most banks use that now, except for, you know, a lot of little credit unions, and little local, little Yankee banks. But you don't have to have the bank account with Zelle to do it, even though it's a little bit more convenient, you can still use Zelle and connect to your bank, and they take the money out, okay. But it's same day payments, and it's no charge, no fees. And so I would do that. And then just like your friends that you know need that if you're listening, um, charge them a fair little price, not janky. And, you know, and then if they want you to go sit with them for four hours, you're charging them 25 bucks or 30 bucks an hour to do it. Or, depend, you know, depending on uh, affordable, depends on who you are. Let me get into that. Affordable is different. I read about the Connie Jenner young lady, one of the Jenners, I think she's the young one. Uh, the Kardashian, whatever it is, that has the money doing the face stuff or the makeup stuff, whatever it is. Um, she's got a lot of disposable income and a couple of kids and then something about a $20,000 Louis Vuitton teddy bear. And you know, online folks were like, what the heck? And I laughed and said, well, you don't have $20,000 laying around. She does, right? And maybe she got it for free too. But affordability is different things. So maybe you might be a high roller and for you to sit with your friends, it's gonna take sixty bucks an hour. Right? Cause y'all are you know, y'all are doing better. And the other folk most folks can't afford that because they don't have it like that. They just don't. For all of these nice cars I see people driving and all of that, and all of the things I see out there on the roads, I know what people are making, the average persons. And it's just to me it's out of balance. I just see the environment that I am in, is out of balance. Too much look good, but not good. So let's finish and summarize this. Um, there's a big market of people to serve if you are a baby boomer or a 13er, right? And a lot of people my age 60 are retiring because they just don't want to they don't want to work anymore. They don't want to. It's, it's crazy out there, but they need to do something. They haven't figured it out yet, you know. And big drop in income from what they had done to what they could be doing now. They don't want to make that big money because they, they don't want to do what it is required to make it. And maybe one of their maybe their spouses still doing it, but they they need something to do. This could be you. You're an organizer. Do it. Set it up. The biggest part about this is the payments. It always is. Get paid at the point of sale, right? That's my advice to you. Don't take accounts receivable money where people owe you at the end of the month and all that nonsense, no. Point of sale, you provide services, you get paid for them, right? And I might even say charge before you go over there. I would (laughs) okay I'm charging you for two hours but you're not here yet well you know that's how I do it me personally I would set up my business to where I you got you pay before I show up and if you don't want to do it then you don't you're not a customer this is how it works for me I'm getting my money (laughs) that's all it is to it and it will create a more a, a smaller circle because people are not trustworthy, but they want you to, I mean, not trust, trust, uh, trustful, but they want you to trust them. Well, trust me, but I don't know if I sh- trust you. And it's like, uh-uh. So in my business, you know, I, I have 100% drop ship. You pay me before we do anything. And it's in my, it's on my invoice. You know, it's in my, on my websites, on my stores. You pay before you get it. It's always these young ones calling you, trying to poke the bear. Well, I don't know about paying before. And I tell them, "Do you? does Amazon let you uh, order stuff and then you get it and then you can send them the money? Well, no. Well, 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 why do you think you're going to do that with us? Do you have accounts? No. That's called finance. I have finance partners. They'll set you up. You can pay them later. Oh, my God. And then the young ones try to argue with you. Well, why, why, why not have accounts? Because I tell them, that's free. That's free money. I'm financing you for free. Right, let you take my stuff home, play with it. Then at the end of the month, you pay me for it with no interest. No, we're not set up for that. Finance, and they don't want to do that, (laughs) but people do do it. So at the end of the day, set up your business to where you get point of sale payments. Don't do accounts receivables. You can't eat that. And if people don't want to pay you, if you get a friend business set up, they don't want to do that, then don't work with them. Because they, hadn't, they had they planned on screwing you. I'm, that's, just, that's just it. They had planned on not paying you, or paying you late-ter. So now you found out how your friend rolls. But your good friends, if they know that that's how you do it, they will they'll do it. Because they know you're trustworthy. Otherwise, why would they ask you, right? So, just go back and think. Of, just go back and listen to what I said about why it's a good idea to do it. Mainly, I would put together a, a vendors uh, a vendor list, and then I would also have services that I would provide. I would think about what am I providing, and I would have a list. Here's what we do. Now I do that now, right? and uh, of what I do. And then people come to me and say, well, what about this? And I'll go, well, that's within my bailiwick. We just haven't done that for, you know, fish ponds. And uh, so a lot of what I've gotten into and do now, I didn't do it up until the point that I started to doing it. You know, someone came along and said, well, what about this? What about this industry? Can you do this for us? Fish pond stuff? Bubble cap trays in in the ocean or in the lake? this or that, uh, cruise ship gas station, mobile cruise ship gas stations. Yeah, sure. You got some money? Yeah, let's engineer it up. So people will help you uh, build your service list, services. But you gotta start off with, here's what we do. And then they'll call and go, what about, uh? come over here and make some popcorn for 10 seniors. And tell them jokes. Yeah, we'll do that. And here's what another thing I'd say do. Instead of charging hourly rates, charge uh, blanket rates. Here's what, here's what I'll you know, get, you know, statement of work, here's what we want from you, here's the services we need. So you go, you have a little list of things, questions you ask, right? What day, what time, how much, you know, what do you, what's the statement of work? What do you want from us? A uh, seniors party. We got a birthday party. She's ninety. Really? Okay. So you want me to organize that for you? Yeah. Okay. Well, tell me what you want to do. Who is it? Blah 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 blah. Then you go through all of that and get all the particulars. Then you tell them, well, I need to go and uh, put together a price for you. Okay. Then you, then you run back to them and you know you you run off. And you repeat everything you wrote down. Make sure you don't miss anything. Get the statement of work firm. Talk it out. Make sure you add in what they could be doing. But well, what about this? What about that? You, you, you thought about that? No, that's even better. Okay, yeah. So you get a great statement of work on the phone with them before you go off bird dog and stuff. Because you don't want a bird dog off and tell that dog to give me a five pound rock, green, green rock. Dog run off and bring you a five pound rock back. Oh, well, I want smooth surface. Wait a minute. Let's sit down and talk about this. Then you realize we need, to, we need to discuss this a little further. We didn't get down to the detail level we need to. So before you go do that bird-dogging, you sit down and get as many details as you need, add in and insert some, uh, some stuff. What about this? What about that? Oh, yeah. Some considerations. Then you firm up what might be the deal. Then you go bird-dog it. Get you some prices and come back and go in, you know, an itinerary and go, here it is. Yeah, yeah. What about this? What about that? Firm it up. Get your number, put your profit on top of it. So you get your costs from everybody and then you do your markup. Now, when you go out there looking for markups, look. don't look for markup. Look, you, you want to do profit. So 4% is not 1.04. It's not, okay? You want to do retail markup. That's a different number. One is 1.04... 169 or something. It's not, well, it's not just 4%, it's a 1.04. So properly mark up, get you some software. I use QuoteWorks, QuoteWorks, been using it forever. Written by a guy my age, well he might be a boomer, maybe a year or two older, he might be in the boomer phase. But I think he's a 13er like me. So he wrote the software base, he's a, he went to computer science school the way I did, I talked to him years ago. He went, he got the proper computer science training, my computer science training at the same time. He wrote his program the way I would have wrote it. Well, no, not really, but it's good and it's not expensive and I still use it. I mean, my database is huge, (laughs) but my main stuff is not his anymore, but I keep all my prices there. And I, so anyway, quote works and works is W-E-R-K-S, get that. So build your quote and then put your margin on it. Don't charge hourly rate. It's based on hourly rates because you got them set, right? But you want to put your profit on, a profit margin on that. That's how you make money. Profit margin on top of your expenses. Okay? There it is. Keep it simple. And then after you pay everybody, you pay them point of sale too. Pay them all with Zelle. Pay people with cash, here's why. And, well, when I say pay them with cash, pay them payments, point of sale, the day that, you know, close to the time that they provide the services. Guess why? Guess who they'll take, whose whose calls they'll take first over all the other people who want their time? You! Why? You pay faster. Yes! Yes! All of my partners, I pay them point of sale. I, I have accounts with them, you know, I'm, I'm, we're talking about my average price. My average ticket sale is five, $5,700. That's my average ticket price. Um, so I pay them cash too. I pay them with next day payments and they it cost me 10 bucks and um, they don't screw up my stuff. You know, They don't overbill my credit card because I didn't give them one, <laughs> you know, whatever and but they run to me because I'm giving them cash all my my colleagues the other dealers and the distributors that I am they pay them they have accounts so at the end of the month they have to hope that they pay them the money oh no I'm paying them every time I sell something from you know their stuff I pay them like order emails that's what I call them I send my partners order emails they love them you can't screw it up because it's, it's, it's written just look at it, don't look at it again. You know, verbal stuff you can screw up. So there, I mean, keep it simple, there it is. Have a, uh, a blanket price, a package price. Do as many package pricing setups as you can. Have a price for that, package price for this, package price for that, based on time, but you already did the work already. Half a, half a day costs this, two hours cost that. You know, all day cost this. Put together your package pricing. Don't give them hourly stuff. Because they start breaking it down. Oh, wait a minute. he's making too much money. (laughs) That's too much money. I used to get that when I was young. When I used to do stuff like that. They go, wait a minute. You're making 80 bucks an hour. Wow. Not go You know what? This is going the wrong way. Mm -mm. Maybe we shouldn't be talking. Well, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Stop. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. (laughs) Because I'm not one to argue over my pricing. Screw that. You get it or you don't get it, buddy. So put together blanket package prices. And what that does is it reduces conversation about hourly rates and stuff. Let everybody else do that. Differentiate and don't do that. Offer a package price. Now what you're gonna have to learn how to do is price because the world is price sensitive, especially this kind of stuff. Very price sensitive, inelastic. This is some, uh, oh, we're getting the economy, e- economics now. I'm thinking this is very inelastic price, which means you can't just jack up prices because all of a sudden they're like, well, I don't want it now. $2 more, no, I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah, but I rubbed your back and you you were cooing like a cat. No, for $2 more, I don't want to cool like a cat. So. It's really important to price properly, and then also think about your service provider. Well, what are you? Are you at the top of the service providing? Are you barely doing it? If you if you barely doing it, do charge barely doing it money. If you doing if you if you doing it if you really really getting in there, charge getting in there money, right? But just remember, people have sensitivity to pricing, so you gotta price it right. Be very mindful right and then at the same time be willing to come down to get to where you need to be to where people you know appreciate that or go up if you think it's too low go up and just remember going up is going to reduce the amount of people in your circle that's going to want it so you gotta get the right price but I'm telling you now if you do hourly rates you're gonna be just like everybody else and you're gonna end up with everybody else's results. Do you want that, listener? No, you don't. Package your services. That's what I would do, the creative brother. That's what I do. If you go to bigtruckpartsusa.com, my other seven stores you can't see them; they're they're invisible. They all they all lead down the the yellow brick road to bigtruckpartsusa.com. Everything's packaged. I learned that very young, mainly because I'm a systems engineer that built package systems, right? That's what I am, a package systems guy. Software, equipment, uh, hardware, integrated systems. So I think along the lines of an ant, this entire thing is on my mind. It works. People don't want to think about the integrated stuff, the the pieces. I got to do that, this and that and that and that. I don't want to build a hamburger, you do it. (laughs) Build me a burger. I don't want to do all that. You know, most folks at home don't build a real burger, do they? some meat and some bread and uh, uh, some janky lettuce. That's it. Oh, you ought to see my burgers. Meat, you know, thin meat, bread, I have relish, I don't eat tomatoes on my burgers. You know, I, I don't, you know, chopped up, uh, chopped lettuce, I don't do just janky iceberg. That's terrible. It's, it's, yeah. So let me finish. Contact me if you want more on how to do this. I've done enough to get you started. Baby Boomer Concierge Services. Service the retirees or become one that gets serviced. Go get it if you need it. Have a great Saturday, we will talk soon.